Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Yeah, on today's show, this is something that I've been wanting to do for quite a while. I think people that are fans of talk radio, especially Real Radio 104.1 here in Orlando, Florida, are some of the greatest fans out there. They are they are diehard and, and they're so interested and they want to know about everything behind the scenes when it comes to their favorite radio person. And this is something that I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And that's go around and interview some of my former co-workers. And hell, guess what? I would interview any Orlando radio personality. There there's so many great, legendary Orlando radio personalities that I would kill for a chance to be able to talk to them and just pick their brains because I am a nerd when it comes to radio. I am a straight up goddamn nerd, like a Star Wars nerd. I follow everything and I, I know a lot of it. And, you know, like, for example, uh, this is going to be a blast from the past, Ellis Beef Easter. And, I, and a lot of you guys probably don't know who Ellis Beef Easter is, but Ellis Beef Easter is maybe one of the most legendary, maybe, uh, I, if I had to guess, the biggest country radio personality in Orlando all time is most likely Ron Bison. Ron Bison is, yeah, you know what? No debating, Ron Bison is the biggest country music radio personality ever to grace the airwaves in Orlando. A close second, I would have to say, is LSB Feaster. And, and he's a radio nerd just like me. He posts every single day on his YouTube channel old radio bits of uh, radio personalities from Orlando and the state of Florida. So if you get a chance, go on his YouTube channel, search LSB Feaster. Ellis B. Feaster. Yeah, if you're a fan of radio in Orlando, you'll you'll definitely get a kick out of his YouTube page. So I went over to Orlando today to my good friend, Jana Banana. And I got to tell you, she is the real deal, people. Like what you hear on the air. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be a little bit Jana, but it might be Jana on steroids that you hear on the air. But Jana has one of the most kindest hearts in radio. And you can't help but be happy when she comes into a room because that's how her present that that's just her personality. I had never seen Jana in a bad mood before, but I got to tell you in this interview, I learned something. Everything's not, you know, sunshine and rainbows in Jana's world. She went through a little bit of a downtime. She went through a little bout of depression, and, and we'll get into that in this interview. But I got to warn you guys, and, and this has been driving me crazy with my OCD and mental problems, because when it comes to radio, everything has to be perfect. That's just the way that I am. It has to be absolutely perfect. So when I got there, we used Jana's studio because Jana is trying to get into podcasting. She's doing a lot of YouTube stuff. She's doing a lot of motivational speaking. And she had her own studio. And instead of me, because if you don't know this, if you haven't listened to the show before, I do every bit of my podcast on my iPhone. And it's not a new iPhone. This iPhone is probably about three years old. So I think it is like an iPhone 8. I do everything. I do the recording, editing, everything on my iPhone right now. And I record it in my beat up 2006 PT Cruiser in a place that I call the Hobo Fish Camp. So when she said, hey, we got our studio, I was like, fuck yeah, let's use the studio so I don't have to, you know, record this off my phone. Um, I'm not blaming Jenna. It's not. I don't want anybody to think that I'm blaming Jenna. I should have because it's my show. I should have recorded something first stop it. Have her let me listen to it to make sure that the mics were good. So this is all on me. Jana is not to blame at all. During this interview, I'm just warning you. You can understand what I'm saying. I mean, the microphone was not that bad. You can understand everything that I'm saying. It just sounds like I'm standing away from the microphone. And if I had to guess from my years in radio that the mic had a loose connection or was not 
hooked up correctly, and that's why. And and what you're hearing with my voice is Jana and her husband Jason's mic, and that that's where my voice was being picked up at. So what I'm saying is, I'm just giving you a four a, a, a heads up. My mic is not the best quality. You can still understand everything that I'm saying, but luckily this was during an interview because. I was asking the questions and a good interviewer asks the questions, does not try to become a part of the interview. You ask the question and let the person that you're interviewing carry the load. And and that's what happened here. So, you know, luckily I'm not talking as much as I would during a regular show. So like I said, you can still understand what I'm saying. It's not awful, but it's not good. And it bothers the fuck out of me. So my fault, my bad, my bad. I'll start checking everything before we start recording. Uh, so that's about it, guys. I just, I, I didn't want you to think it was like, oh, what's Total doing pitting this hunk of shit on the air? No, I'm not, I'm not pitting bad content out because I'm getting lazy. No, this interview was good. The content in this interview is really, really good. And if you're a fan of Real Radio and Jana Banana, and the Phillips file, you're going to want to hear this interview because we get into some things. I, I've known Jana for quite a while, and 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 I we kind of lost contact after I left Real Radio, but we've connected. We've become really, really good friends again. But what I'm saying is this is some good content. And if you're a fan of Jana Banana, you're going to want to listen to this. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, the Tuttle Daily Podcast here. And if I sound a little bit different, that's because I'm not in my beat-up 2006 PT Cruiser recording at a place I like to call the Hobo Fish Camp, where my mom and dad live. <laughs> but I, I, I'm really, really honored that I get a chance to interview these two people. I, I got to tell you, my time in radio, I've met some really, really interesting people, but... These two people, I've not met two nicer, more sincere people that I've ever met and had the opportunity for in radio. And I got to tell you, Jana Banana is here. Jana, hey, what's up, Jana? I was about to say something really rude. And Jason, her husband, is here. And I got to say, you guys are by far my favorite couple. What? No, for real. I, I really, really do. Like, you're back and forth. Now... Let me ask you this. You may be my favorite single person. Now, now, can, can, he's not think, single hey, for long. Hey, hey, <laughs> thanks for bringing it up that I had a failed marriage and divorce, Jana, that I'm single now. Oh, oh, oh. I'm messing with you. I'm busting your balls, <laughs> Jana. I told you I was rude. <laughs> I was busting your balls. Now, let me ask you this. I've always seen you guys happy and and joking around. Do you guys ever get in arguments? <laughs> no, I mean, for real. Like, I, I when I yes. look at you guys, I don't. I don't think it, it's possible, but I know it happens. I just want to believe that you guys never get in get in arguments. You want to believe that? I want to believe, but I'm sure it's not so true. So what, what do you want us to tell you right I now? Just, just, look at, just look at Facebook. You'll see that everything is absolutely perfect all the time. <laughs> well, we all put that image on. So what I'm saying is, like, give me an example of something... What? Oh, who Uh-oh. was that? That's not me. Who it's was a date. that? It's a date. It's not me. It's not him. I don't know who. Oh, that's a random phone. It might have been yours. Where was that coming from? Oh, no. I, it was coming I, out of my computer. Listen, how do you turn that off? I've been in a distorted. I've been in a mental institution, so if I start hearing shit, like I have to freak out. If it's not reality, like I start judging myself. Like, all right, am I hearing things or uh, is this reality? We're off to. A Where place. do I need to be? Because it is distorted. I hear You're a little it. distorted. I don't know why. <laughs> There, uh, there you go. Testing. Yeah, that's better. That's, that's better, better, right? So, so yeah, give me an example of the last thing that you guys had a disagreement about. Just if you don't want to. I forget all disagreements. So. See, that's what I... No, no. <laughs> then you guys See, have I've never been in an argument. Well. You, guys tra- have, you guys have never been in an argument. You can't tell me, like... Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell no, you. we have them. No. I just... I let them go. I'll tell you the last She's one. She's a woman. I'm sure she remembers them. I will tell you the last one. Okay. So, I have realized, being in this COVID lockdown, mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time with your spouse. Yep. And what I'm realizing is Jason and I are reflections of one another. Mm-hmm. 
And what I see in him is actually what I'm seeing in myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling him that he oftentimes doesn't stand up for himself. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't. He doesn't make a stand. And when when things get uncomfortable, he backs down. And, and he is afraid of confrontation. Yeah. And he oftentimes, instead of really getting in an argument, yeah. he will take the easy way out and sometimes just shy away. But and then next thing you know, he started arguing with me. <laughs> What? And I was like, what are you doing? He said, I'm making a stand, uh-huh. by golly. I'm very selective about my arguments. But do you, th- do you think it is that he does, it's not him avoiding conflict, that he's just a type of guy that tries to make people happy? That is true. He does try to make people happy. Well, my thought process is on this. If it doesn't take away from me and it doesn't hurt where I'm going, then then what does it matter? What does it matter? Yeah. And, if it, and if it's going to help someone else, I would rather be known as the guy that helps someone else and sacrifices a little mm-hmm. for a greater gain somewhere. All does right. that make sense? I mean, that, I, I kind of, I'm kind of that same way. I, I really am that, that, like, when it's with the people that actually Well, then about, I guess I'm just going to take over this interview. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a question that I've always wondered, okay? And, I've, and maybe you've talked about this on the air, but how did you guys meet? Like, who was the one that went up and talked to each other? Harmony.com. No. No. But, like, did you come to Jason? Was he the, the aggressor? I was the pursuer. Talk, you were, yeah. yeah, full time. See, I said aggressor like he was a rapist or something <laughs> coming after you. So, uh, no, he, he, uh, he, he so I, it was a better choice of words. Here's the thing, though. I didn't tell him I was in a wheelchair. Our friends, int- we so had mutual friends that introduced us. Mm-hmm. And we actually emailed each other. For uh, probably a month, a couple weeks, three weeks. It was a, it was a while. For a while before we actually decided to meet in person, and in that time, I didn't really tell him that I was disabled. Yeah. And so then when we went to meet for the first time, I showed up at the restaurant first and I told the waitress I transferred to the booth, and then I told the waitress to go take my wheelchair and put it across the thing because I wanted him to get to know me and my personality first. I could see that. Now, the funny thing is, is we did see each other probably three days a week driving past each other on the highway. So you, you live close to each other then? I no. Think. No, we didn't. We lived. I lived in downtown Orlando and Jana lived in Windermere. But and I, I worked would, in. I would drive to Maitland. Yeah. And I would drive to Leesburg. Yeah. Which way Which way would you take going to the station if you lived in Windermere? Because I always, you know, I-4 traffic gets bad, and I always like to take back roads to be able to get there. Like, which way, like... Well, at that time, I was taking I-4. Yeah. And he was taking I-4 going the other way, and so he would stick his head out the window, and we would wave <laughs> to each other. <laughs> that is so funny. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and a lot of people, you know, don't know... The behind-the-scenes story of, we both worked at Real Radio. You worked with Jim Phillips. I worked with the Monsters. And, and you want to hear a very interesting story? Please. So when I started at Real Radio, I applied for an internship, but I had two shows call me. I had Jim Phillips call me. I Well, not Jim. Of course, Jim's not calling me. But, you know, right. one of his guys called me. And then uh, Carlos Blackbean from the Monsters called me. And I had my pick. I, like whatever show I wanted to be on. And, and I've always wondered how different my career would have been if I would have... Two roads diverge in a yellow wood. But you and though I shall not travel both, to be <laughs> one traveler long I stood. <laughs> but have you ever, do you ever think about things like that? Like, you know, like there could have been two things or do you not like to look at that? Because all the choices you've made in your life so far have led up to where you're at at this point. So if any of that stuff would have changed, you might not be where you're at today. I have often found myself in situations where I have thought, what if I didn't get in that car? Mm -hmm. Would I be a paraplegic? Yeah. What if I wouldn't have gone to 
that bar mm-hmm. would I have met that friend yeah or what if I wouldn't have applied to that school would I have gone to a different one like I've often thought of those what ifs but ultimately I absolutely love where I'm at in my life and I wouldn't change a thing. Huh. Well, and the weird thing is, is it's, it's very easy, I think, for us right now to look back and say we're happy where we are. Yeah. I mean, because we're got, in a good place. We're in, we're, I feel like we're climbing the mountain and we're in, we're in the peaks, but there's plenty of oxygen and we're breathing well, you know? Yeah. But also looking back in the hardest of hard times, knowing that we needed to be in those hard times and we wouldn't have been where we needed to be in those hard times if we hadn't made the choices that we had made. Does wow. that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it does. It does make sense. I need like a storyboard to keep up with that though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, That's deep. So, deep but, thoughts with Jason Shelfer. Now I, I want to get to, and, and if you're okay with it, um, later on talking a little bit, because not a lot of people know you went through a little bit of a downtime. We talked about this and if you're comfortable with talking about oh, yeah. that, that that's fine. But I, I want to cover the real, radio stuff first because now true or false i i heard this whenever you you know applied for what year did you start at real radio i started in 2002 wow wow you know what they, they all blend together like yeah 2000 to the end of 2002 2003 maybe the beginning of 2003 so i was only there maybe two or three years before you now i always heard this thing what did you do when you applied, because I always heard a bunch of rumors like Janet did this whole thing and press. Like, what was, didn't you bring some type of presentation I, or gift or something? So I tried applying like every other person by sending a resume. And that day I was in my car and I heard Jim Phillips say, you can't just send a resume for an internship for my show. Who do you think you are? You have yeah. to think outside the box. And right then... I happened to be driving by a Planet Smoothie, and that Planet Smoothie had a promotion that day. It had a dancing banana <laughs> out on the street, and all of a sudden, I just had this thought. All of my life, I've been called Jana Banana. Really? Yes. Now, now like, who, like, where did it come from? Was it just it because of my mind? mom? Oh, okay. It came from my mom, and she was, I was from a very, very small town in Kansas, so small that I had my mom as my music teacher. I wanted to talk about that. So go ahead and finish your story. Yes. But. First day of kindergarten, she said, Janet Banana, get over here. Everybody laughed and it stuck. Yeah. Second day of kindergarten, everybody remembered my name and it I think stuck. it helped you get the, get the gig though. Well, so that's just it. So I see the dancing banana and all of a sudden I thought, bananas, Jana Banana. So I went into the grocery store. I bought a bunch of bananas. I came home and I dressed them up in these Barbie clothes that I had. I dressed each banana up like a character on the Phillips file. And I put them in a big bucket, attached my resume to them, went and delivered them to the station the very next day. And within two minutes of me going up the elevator, delivering my bucket of bananas, they called my cell phone and called me in for an interview. That is so awesome. Now, back to you talking about small town. Mm-hmm. Give me an idea because I, I grew up in a small town as well, too. Very small town. What was, like, give me an example. What was your, how many people were in your graduating class? 37. Ah, uh, see, you're definitely smaller than me. I, I, we had. Jason was smaller. Are you kidding me? 27. You must have went to it. Did you grow up around here, or where'd you grow up at? It was in the woods in North Florida, in okay. a little village with thatch hut roofs. Uh, what was the city? <laughs> what was the city? I know a lot of... Quincy. Quincy. Yeah, I, I've, I, I know of it. I don't know if I've ever been there, but, like, I've definitely heard of it. <laughs> well, my graduating class was 80. Like, I had 80. Uh, but we had our... The city I grew up in, DeLeon Springs, I think the population was, like, only 800, but we didn't have... A school, so we had to travel like thirty minutes to go to high school, and I, I was always because a lot of people, you know, one of my favorite things uh, that you did on Real Radio was talking about your small town life. Aww. People, I think people like that. Um, you know, the way that Mr. Phillips, you know, would, you, you know, oh, 
God, I, I would drive off the road when, when Jim would go into that bit where he'd be like, your dad being on the tractor and getting all <laughs> hot and bothered and, and coming in. And I'm like, that is the funniest oh, no. shit that I've ever heard. But I don't know. I, I know, like, you can roll with the punches and yeah, stuff. But, but, but I loved it because you would play it up, like, you know, kind of like it was making you a little uncomfortable to, to play it up. Everybody gets it uncomfortable when they, when they think about their parents, no, though. No, I don't. No, you think your parents are having sex now? No, no, no. Not, during this not COVID a, thing? Not but I told Dad, like, I'll, like, make sure I'm recording out in the car if you and Mom want to get some. And, and I would leave the, the RV. What if he asks you to go buy him some condoms my or dad, something? My dad, trust he's me. He's bareback. Yeah, it. he's, yeah, my, my dad's a real man. He, he's not using protection. Yeah. These are times of COVID. Everybody needs to be using Whatever. protection. Uh, that's doggy style, baby. <laughs> Face the wall. <laughs> uh, see, I'm learning stuff new every day. Now, can I tell you my one, my Janet Banana moment? Because, like, being on the monsters, we looked at the Phillips file, and they were like, you know, those are a little bit higher class people. You know, they're more really? in, they're more intellectual than um, us. No, I'm just, come on now. I mean, as I as I fart on the microphone, <laughs> high class. <laughs> um, the thing, oh, the day I knew, like this was early on, but I don't know if you remember this. Um, it was my, it was me and an intern, Catherine Brown, were talking about all the stunts I had done, and then Jana, you come in in your wheelchair. And you make this joke, and it made the intern so uncomfortable. And you were like, "He." And we were talking about the stunts, and you and Jan was like, "Yeah, we used to do stunts, but this is why I'm I'm in this thing." And I'm like, "Yes, I knew." I I was like, "Yes, I can fucking hang out with her because she can make jokes like that." That was terrible. No, but it it, it made me laugh. I, I I don't know. That that was like the one moment I was like, oh. "All right, Jana Banana can hang." Like, oh, that's so funny, though. That, that makes me laugh now. Yeah, it was just it was just random. It was like, wow, man, that, that was a great oh, joke. Oh, that's hilarious. So now tell people if they want to find you, where can they check you out? Like all okay. your stuff. They can check me. You mean like my backside or my boobs? Whatever you want to promote. Do you have an OnlyFans page? If you got an OnlyFans page, I'm telling you, we can make some money. You're going to have to steal my phone for that. Here's uh -huh. the... Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Um, right now, I do... I'm doing most of my stuff on Facebook Live. So my Facebook page is Real Jana Shelfer. Mm -hmm. I also have a YouTube page, Jana Shelfer. I have... Spell Shelfer, just in case, you know... It is S-H-E-L-F-E-R. Shelfer. Her. This is your last name, and you're you're looking at him like you had to get like I know we because I've she gone. Didn't know, she was gonna have to spell it like I always spell it, <laughs> so she was just gonna spell it directly straight across without all the f is in Frank and just like someone that puts up a shelf, all the no, little things that I like thing. to add in. We, we have debated on whether I should drop the banana, keep the banana, no. Jana banana. Mm -mm. Are you a shelfer helper now? What a, What is your thing in Jana shelfer? That is who I am. Yeah. And I, I find that people keep trying to to find me and they keep coming to Jana shelfer on my regular Facebook page and it's overflowing. So I have like a thousand people who have been trying to be friends yeah, with me. Yeah, because you only get like 5,000. Yes, yeah. and I keep trying to tell them I can't accept anymore, so go to my my fan page, which is Real Jana Shelfer. And it's 1N in Jana. J-A-N-A. Okay. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery.
Now, now I want I want to get back to this. So now, how long were you at Real Radio? I was there for. I left in 2014. Wow. So that was right before. So yeah. 12, 11, almost 12 years. Now, like when you first started out, like let me back up a little bit here. So did you always like what made you want to get into doing radio broadcasts? And like what kind of kid, what, what were you like growing up? Were you outgoing? I thought, yes, I've always been a performer. Yeah. Always. I was the baton twirler. I was the dancer. I was the gymnastics person. I was the theater guru, the choir. Now, before your accident, were were you... uh, Now, I know after the accident, you were... You're a goddamn uh, Olympic athlete, in Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And and what I'm saying is, were you an athlete before? Like, did you play any sports and stuff? I I did play sports. Uh, My dad was a coach, so I was always around Mm -hmm. sports growing up, and I was always expected to play. And my mom was a music teacher, so I was always expected to do music and that sort of thing. But I, I loved, I loved just having the spotlight. That was my, that's yeah. where I shined. Well, now, I, this is a question for Jason. So now, when you met her parents for the first time, did they, like Janet, tell me, like, did, did they did they like Jason? Like, what was their yes. first opinion? Well, no, I, well, <laughs> They did. They did. Okay. Well, I met her mother and her younger sister first, uh-huh. and they because they came to Orlando, and that that was our first argument yeah. with Jana because when I got home or when I got to her house with the bottle of wine and the just the gifts that you bring over when the yeah, mother is there, I sat on the couch and I crossed my legs towards her mother <laughs> because when you are trying to endear yourself to someone yeah. and get and get in that space you are you present yourself to them that way huh. I did not know that with body and, language but and so I didn't think he was into me because his body language oh. was was facing away from me do women really so I that thought, like that? Oh, of course we do hello so nonverbal communication is one of my things man. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm having a hard time. Like, <laughs> I can't keep relationships going because of my my friggin' body language. Are you dating right now? Let's talk about that. Um, I I've been on a couple of dates, but like, I, I don't know. Here, I'll 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 tell you something. Hold on, let me get some water here. We should say him up with Angela. So so <laughs> look, I'm down. I'm down for anything. But what I'm saying is, um. For, for the the beginning of this year, two years, I've been on a lot of psychotropic drugs, and I just thought that I was concentrating on my career, and that's why I really didn't have any interest in women. And then I was noticed, I was like, man, I've I've not even masturbated in a, in a very long time. Oh wow! So these medications absolutely kill your goddamn sex drive, it, and I got off of them, and then. After I got off of them, about a month later, I was like, I was like a damn teenager. <laughs> I, I was having to, I, you know, because I, right now I'm taking care of my parents and helping them out uh, before I move on and, and, and get another radio gig. But I was going down to the, the they, they have a park bathroom and, and they got a whole bunch of stalls and, you know, you can't masturbate in your goddamn mom's RV. So I go down <laughs> to the public one. Oh, you gotta be careful there, Tom. I don't care. Nobody's gonna say anything. I'm a quiet masturbator anyway, so. Um. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, no, but yes, just recently. You'll get arrested, especially if you tap your foot in the wrong nah, place. You just gotta make sure the door's shut. Yeah. Really? You've done this no, before, no, too? Not yet, oh, my it's, goodness. It's intriguing me. So, so. <laughs> So I would do that, but um, I've been I've been on a couple of dates, you know, um, meeting these people. I've noticed a lot of the women that I'm meeting right now. They all, you know, of course they got kids, you know, and and that's like a new thing I'm kind of like dealing with because you know before the women that I would meet, you they didn't, didn't have kids. But um, you know, I know that's the most important thing, and and I've always been open, like. If, if we're we're communicating, we're talking, we seem like we like each other. I'm being open because I don't want to waste anybody's time, and I tell them about you know being in, being in the hospital for for my mental issues because 
you know, my whole life is is online. So you know, I just didn't want them to go and, and find it. And it has it has, you know, ruined potential relationships telling people with that. But I'd rather get it out now than then later down the road than me put in something. Right. And then it just I think more and more people are going to start coming to terms with their own mental and uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's got some mental Especially problem. right now during this COVID thing, I think we're all going to realize, you know, there's a dark space and mental health is very important. And getting mentally healthy is is harder than getting, I mean, we all know how hard it is to get in physical health, yeah. right? That's, mm-hmm. that's hard to do. Oh, it's easy to gain the weight. It's hard to get it off. So it's kind of like the same thing, you know? It's easy to slip into that depression, but even harder to get out. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Now, that's a good segue. Um, now... You went through some dark times. I did. Now, and and when you told me that, it blew my mind. Really? Like, it really did because I'll admit, you were by far the ha- happiest person that I had ever met working radio. Mm-hmm. And to hear that you actually, and I'm, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it actually made me feel better. I, I, I know that probably sounds rude More to normal. say. normal. Yeah, because I was like, if Chana Banana, the person that I thought was the happiest person that I've ever worked with, right. was going through problems, it, it kind of like, well, maybe, you know, I'm not as messed up as I think I am. I think everybody goes through, well, it started out as a funk. It started out as a mental funk. And then it... it was there anything, though? It, I kept trying to to push it off and I kept trying to say uh uh-uh, uh you know just just keep pushing through it Jana just try to ignore ignore whatever's going on it started out really as an inner voice that started saying you know what Jana I, I'm not sure you're in the right place in life and I, I think maybe it's there's something bigger and better for you and and I I felt I was feeling like maybe I was being undervalued, underpaid, yes, under... Yes, I know. We're, that's why I said that we were kind of in the same boat. Uh-huh. I, and I, I really do. And there was an inner voice that was saying, you know what? There's something bigger and better for you. Yet, at that same time, I had this fear of going out on my own and failing because all of my life, I've been very, very fortunate to be successful mm-hmm. at things that I try. Yeah, and so if you're scared to fail or if you're scared to try new things because you're not going to be the best at it, then it's hard to learn new things or yeah, it's hard to try new things. And so um, I just kept suppressing this voice and inside me. And, now, was this and when it, you were on Rural Did yeah, this start this when you were a, towards the end? Yes. Okay. And, and so then what happened there is as I started suppressing that voice saying, no, 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 the, you know, I'm right where I need to be. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Then all of a sudden my body started talking to me and I started getting anxiety. And next thing I know, before, uh, before appearances or before the poker tournament, I'm in the bathroom pretty much having a meltdown saying I've been there I can't do this I can't I don't know why but I'm breathing hard and I'm having a panic attack so I was about to ask so you you've had panic attacks and I can't I can't talk to people right now and and Jason was like I don't understand this you love to be around people you love being social so then I would start drinking wine Mm mm-hmm and I, I got so that I was drinking wine almost every day. Yep. And and then my body started talking to me even louder. It's like it's like I was I wasn't paying attention to the whispers that it was giving me, those signals. So then it started yelling at me. And next thing you know, I wasn't sleeping at night. And then when you're not sleeping at night, then trying to get through your day and trying to make rational decisions and trying to eat right and trying to it just it was like a snowball and when you're not when you're not functioning literally i felt like i was a zombie because i i couldn't i wasn't sleeping at night then my bones started hurting 
And I thought, why are my bones hurting? And finally, I went to Jason and I said, I feel like I'm having a nervous breakdown. And I tried getting help. I tried. I tried going to doctors. What and kind doctors, of doctor? Did you go to a, a psychiatrist, a therapist? She went to every doctor. I went to every doctor, and I was trying to tell them, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I know that something's wrong with me, and I'm not sleeping at night. And, of course, you know, they want to give you sleeping pills, yep. and you say, I'm having anxiety, and so they want to put you on an- antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And that re- that wasn't... That was just exacerbating the problem. Mm. Yeah. And so so what happened was I finally went to Jason and I said, I feel like I'm having a nervous breakdown and I don't know what to do. And so the first thing we did was he said, let's just let's take our savings and let's go on a really, really big vacation. Where'd you guys go? Africa. Oh yeah, that was the Africa trip. I do, I do remember that. That'd be amazing. Like to, to well, be able to go while there. while I was in Africa, that was life. I well, you told me this, and I want to hear the story about mm-hmm. the elephant. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna back up a little bit before we get into the elephant story. Now, well, I maybe all right. So towards the end, now we've been through this, mm-hmm. like um. You know, we felt like we really busted our ass at Real Radio, and and I want to get we're not we're not bad mouthing, we're not talking, we're just explaining to you what the radio uh, industry is like because it's weird. You know, we were both entertaining, in my opinion. I think we you know did what we did, and I think people liked it. But it just seems like every time we tried to get something for ourselves, we just got told no. And that's how I saw it at the time. That's how I saw it at that time. Now, who were you going to talk to? Like, but that? now, mm. looking back, I am so grateful that that's how it all played out. Why? Because otherwise, I don't think I ever would have left. But when? But like, would you have wanted to stay if they would have paid you what you were worth? Here's the thing. I thought that's what I wanted. But now I'm looking at the growth that I've had over the past even year. And it's amazing. I'm I'm speaking to people all over the world. I am becoming a master life coach and I am helping people get through transitions in their lives. I'm start I've started my own company. I'm helping clients. I I feel like the growth that I have made personally has been so astronomical because when you're starting a new business, there's so many little things that you have to do along the way it's so much bigger and better and and the visions that i have now i mean i i'm starting to write a disney screenplay oh. and i'm starting to i mean i'm i'm thinking big you got to you got and to. these these butterfly wings that have started to form are way beyond a radio show. See, I wish I could think that way. In Central Florida, it's coming. I it's wish coming. I could think that way. You got to let go. You got to let go of what it was so you can become what you might be. But let me ask you this, though. Now, I, I know you've been doing a lot of motivational speaking. The way that I look at it, you know, uh, not not recently, but, you know, probably about eight years in on my radio career, you know, people, my family would be like, hey, you know, this might not be working out for you right now. Maybe, maybe you know, because they, they cared about me. They don't want to see me struggle. And I was like, I've already put this much time into it. I've busted my ass, and I feel like if I give up, it would be just all that time would be a waste of what I've done. And I know you shouldn't look at things like it's that. It's not a waste because it's taking you to the next step, which is getting you just a little bit closer to that ultimate path that is perfect for Tuttle. Okay. Does that yeah, make no, sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So the things that you go through, um, because I've been in jobs, I mean, literally 
there have been jobs that I've had and I've, I've thought this is my career and I stay at places mm-hmm. and you end up getting laid off or you have to quit for any number of reasons or you think you found something better. But you, it's never a waste of time and you have put in years, oh, pain, man. blood, broken bones, I'm <laughs> hell sure. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And the things that you've gotten out of that when you start looking through that and the life experience in that oh, yeah. that you could teach people from and, and and craft around for yourself instead of having someone else capitalize on that, that's where the magic is. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes and, sense. And also, so we, you know, we've been talking about the, these dark times and how this dark space that I went through, I mean, I, it was bad for me i i couldn't get out of bed yeah i've been there i mean not not to that point and not to that point i want to get to that but i a question i my my head the way my brain works it's all good now on real radio most of the people the personalities are men and they have other halves that are women how was it being a husband to somebody on real radio because a lot of people Liked Jana, you know, guys, they, trust me, they, they dug, they, they found Jana Banana very attractive Aww. personality. What, was it weird going out to events with her, you know, having to share some of that time or? I've always been her biggest fan mm-hmm. and I love the way she brings light to a room and I love the way she, her, her attitude shines when she's out. So it never bothered me, and I we did. I mean, we get the D pics. Oh, get, of course, um, <laughs> I get the dick pics. So. <laughs> yeah. What What bothered me most was the couch potatoes that are the trolls oh, yeah. and like to mm-hmm. just try to ruin people's day yeah. with ver- verbiage and, yep. and text and words, and they have no idea where they're coming from, and so. Sharing Jana with the world mm. is something I'm still excited about, especially seeing where she's come in the last five years. Yeah. So it's it never it never bothered me one minute. It didn't matter who it was when she's being held up by three wrestlers and they're all <laughs> oiled up and at a bowling alley. It's all good. See now, I I just had this funny image, like you know, while while the personalities on real radio are you know and meeting people, Jason's over there with all the other wives and stuff. He and was, and they all loved him. They all loved Jason, and they would all text me. I mean, it goes both ways yeah. because they all texted me saying. Oh, we want a husband like you have, and they yeah, all think Jason, he's so Jason, cute. You really made me look bad to mine. They're like, why can't you be like Jason? I definitely don't want to make anyone look bad, but I do believe that there are a lot of relationships out there where one person's looking to get something out of the relationship, and yeah. one person's looking to to take. And when and you can't always be giving, you can't always be taking. And Jana and I have had a very good mix of meeting each other and both I think giving a hundred percent. We're reflections, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Both, We've come full circle. When you're both trying to impress the other person every single day, that's I think that's where you end up being able to I've been able to let go of any argument that we have, try to learn from that you argument got so to. I don't you make, got to. make the same situation come up again. But we we both try to just impress each other every day. Like we're still Pursuing each other. All right. I don't mean I, this. I'm, I'm not harping on the real radio thing. Uh, but um, so what was it? You know, you you had the depression. But mm-hmm. well, like, can you take me back when you were like, I this is something I need to do. I need to leave. Like, and who you went to? Did you go to Mr. Phillips first? Did you what management did you talk to? Just walk me through that a little bit. I mean, if you want mm-hmm. to. I just went straight to Jim. And I said... And what did Jim say, though? He was, he was 100% my fan and said, wow, I knew this was coming. And I... Because he could feel it. Mm-hmm. In fact, there were, there were a few times in my career where he thought that it was time for me to It's to not that he wanted out. you to. It's not that he wanted me to, but he, there were a couple times where he thought, all right, it's time for Jana to spread her wings and... And go on her own because I I wasn't I was fourth on our show, so I, I don't say it that way. 
Well, it, it, I mean, it, it, yeah, in in the order, the pecking mm-hmm. order of things, yes. But like, you were that personality that that was big and strong, and and they did go to you. Like there'd be some days where they would they would lean on you to to you know I'm not saying carry the show because Jim doesn't need a, a single person. He can right. crack open the mic and and just rant for four hours, and it would be he wouldn't even break a sweat. But what I'm saying is. Having you, you were that character. You were that personality. I'm not saying you were fake, but you just you. Everybody knew you, and they would like you doing the impersonations, like Nancy this, Grace, or the Nancy Grace, <laughs> or or the Irish accent stuff oh, like God. that. That 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 stuff used to like make me roll laughing. It, it but. You know. I, I'm planning my my speech for. I told you I'm speaking to some Australians mm-hmm. on Monday, and I I said, is it appropriate to start out and go, hello, my out by today? And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's appropriate. Gonna have ah. to shave me down under. Yeah. You know what? You know what'd be really <laughs> funny is if uh, you can find an outback that has like good Wi-Fi. If you if you did your thing. From an Outback Steakhouse, blooming onion on one side, you know. Put an old shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> so what manager? What manager did you talk to? Like when you? I only went to Jim. And Jim, Jim did the rest. And he was as kind and as loving, and he to this day, it, we text, and he will always be a mentor. And a friend, yeah, to me, he he will be to me too. Like I never like was on his show, and that you know that that brings me back to my thing. It was like I got along with him so well. I did the NASCAR report anytime he needed me to do any man on the street stuff. I after working early in the morning, I'd stick around and and go out and do that type of stuff for him. Um, and he immediately said, "You take care of you, mm-hmm. and don't worry about the show." And just go take care of yourself. Go, go, not only, you know, take care of yourself, but go be successful. That's what he said. Go fly. Go soar. That's pretty cool. Take everything that that we've taught you, everything that you've learned, and do it. Hmm. Now, things didn't quite work out like that (laughs) because I fell and I broke my leg in three places. And I wasn't able to get off the couch for a year. Now, like, and I'm, you know, not a lot of people know, you know, being paralyzed and stuff. Like, when you break your leg like that, how do you know? Like, can you? It didn't look like a leg. I understand that, but like, it looked like it didn't even belong to me. But like, do you feel? I mean, is it a pain thing? Or here's the thing. So my body does give me signals in other ways. Okay. So I get extreme headaches. When, say, I have to really go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. or if I'm really, really, really cold, I'll get goosebumps all over my body, but really, really, you know, big goosebumps. So there's ways that your body sends you signals that aren't necessarily, they're just automatic. Okay. And I, I don't mean to like I, you know because I, if I if I ask anything or that's inappropriate, just let me know. So and I fell, I fell. This was how'd about, you fall though? I was just transferring off of my couch. Now, granted, I was already in a dark place at this point. This was about 10, 11 months after I had quit my job and I had you know, already taken some time to explore my imagination and I still didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. And I had driven across Kansas a couple times or to Kansas and we were in the middle of building house. We had just moved in. And so we were among new friends, new neighbors. And so I had already kind of started to cut myself off because when I would go out, people would say, Oh, Jana banana, what are you up to these days? And I didn't have an answer. So just I, being depressed on my couch. Yeah, I was like, eh, I'm just kind of hanging, you know. So I, I kind of stopped going out, and I started cutting myself off from friends and yeah. even family at that point. And because I was in a new neighborhood, it was a little bit easier for me to cut myself off from people. And then about 11 months after, when, when things were kind of getting dark for me, I was transferring from my couch to my wheelchair and I had a dog at the time, Sassy, that oh, I used to talk yeah, about all the time. Yeah. 
and she was getting a little bit older and she just got tangled up underneath me and and I, I just fell. I just fell, and it was a Sunday night, was and I Jason looked at down or? at my leg, and it looked like it was my arm, <sighs> and I thought, okay, we need to go to the hospital, and my body started spasming, and so we went to the hospital nearby, and next thing you know, they had me in an ambulance, and they were driving me downtown to Orlando, for specialists to go into emergency surgery because it's they broken the, in three legs. They had the, or three places. They had to open you up and and put it together, or they did that. Yeah, they that had sucks. to pin it and put rods in, and with a paraplegic, you can't put a cast on that no. type of break. And yeah. what's so crazy is they forgot my wheelchair at the first hospital. So yeah. when I arrived at the second hospital, they didn't realize I was a paraplegic. <sighs> but those crutches were awesome for therapy. <laughs> so they brought me crutches. Yeah. For, yes, for the physical therapist, they bring these crutches. I would have like, back at her. Like, <laughs> is that a PT cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by PocketPairClub.com. With Pocket Pair Club, you can play in live poker games right on your mobile device. You can also play in tournaments, at cash tables, or just for fun. They have Texas Hold'em and Pot Limit Omaha. Pocket Pair Club doubles the first deposit bonus. There's a daily $1,000 free roll and a $50,000 nightly tournament. And it's all certified by Gaming Labs. Use referral ID 411507. That's 411-507 when you visit PocketPairClub.com. Now, one of the this is also another memory. I remember the first time shaking your hand. And what? No, I do. And I was like, and, and don't take this the wrong way because you you use a lot of your upper oh, body yeah. strength. And I was like, I was like, holy crap! This is like <laughs> the strongest handshake that I've that I've had from some. And I'm not saying you got a manly handshake. I do you, though, and I have manly hands. But too. you use them all the time. I have calloused hands, and you know how we were talking earlier. You were talking about going to the park mm-hmm. for your yeah leisure yeah oh, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I I already know where you're going, but say it. I want to hear it. Watch well, the reputation. J- Jason, when early on in our relationship. Oh, I know where you, you know, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> we were, I was holding his hand and he was like, I feel like I'm holding a man's hand. God damn, Jason, that's not a great thing to say. Honesty, I think it's. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, works. hey, I cannot knock it because you guys are still married. I'm not. Maybe I should have tried that. But, uh, um,. <laughs> But no, I wasn't saying you have manly hands or anything. It just, it was a shock because you're a very feminine person. Oh, thank you. And I'm, I'm just saying because now, you know, kind of going off of that, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, you were you were a huge basketball player. I, I know. I, I'm actually a Paralympian. Now, tell us Three about that. Three-time Paralympian. Now, you, you, now, which ones? Like, they used so, to... So, okay, after my... I was in a, a car accident when I was 15 years old, mm. and we, I, I played able-bodied basketball growing up because my dad was a coach. Yeah. Then once I became disabled, my parents would send me to these camps so that I could be around other kids in wheelchairs, and I would now, be exposed to wheelchair sports. Now, can I, I don't mean to interrupt. Now, yes. did, did um, when you looked at that, because yes. I know the type of person you are, I, I, I don't think you were the type, I just want to be around people. I don't need to be around people that are, you know, in dealing wheelchairs. with it. Yeah, I mean, did, did that, when you first did that, were you kind of like, I, you know, well, here's the thing. When you're 15 years old, you're dealing with a lot of, you're dealing with adolescence and you're dealing with dating and sex mm-hmm. and all sorts of changes in the body. And when you're becoming a paraplegic for the first time, I mean, I was an You able- had to learn a lot. You have to learn how to take care of your body. 
and you have to learn that not only are you paralyzed and you can't walk, but some of your bodily functions mm-hmm. are now paralyzed, yeah. which a lot of people don't quite put those two dots together. Mm-hmm. So, wow. so it was just a, a thing, you know, hey, let's, let's try to, it's about representation. You know, let's try to get her around other people who are like her. Mm-hmm. Now, now talking about this with the being an Olympian, Paralympian, I say Olympian, maybe mm-hmm. they're all the same. Um, now you were in three, and where did how did you guys do? Nineties uh, in ninety six. So was that in Atlanta? That was in Atlanta, and we won the bronze medal mm-hmm. in two thousand. That was in in Sydney, Australia, mm-hmm. and we came in fifth place. Boo. It was a huge disappointment. And then in 2004, we won the gold. Hell yeah. That's yeah. Badass. Woohoo. Now, that had to be a great experience. Like It was awesome. Now, it really was awesome because it, then in the off years, we had Gold Cup and International Cup. And I it was an opportunity for me to travel all over the world, which being a girl from a small town in Kansas, that probably was something that I would have never been Done. able to do. Yeah, I can see that. Now, you mentioned you, you've met a couple presidents because of that, right? I've been invited to the White House three times. Who'd you meet? I met Clinton? President Clinton and I met President Bush. Oh, that's that's amazing. I mean, and, that, I, and Hillary was there. I met Hillary. Wow. You have great. so many interesting stories that I don't think people like know about. And, and you have material for ages. Like You could be just constantly pumping Thank out stuff you. like this. So now, enough about the past. Let's, let's talk about the future here. Okay. So um, what, what, what are your goals? Like What are you wanting to do? Because we, we talked a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. I, I came over and you gave me all these I ideas. I know. I loved it. I want you to come over more often, uh, Turtle. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely down to do uh, whatever. I don't know if you guys are fishermen, if like to fish at all. You guys could always come out to the park and fish. We're right on the on the intercoastal. If you guys ever want to come out, I'll cook out for you. Uh, you you know. cook fish? No, well, I mean, I barbecue a lot. I have a couple of girls, but I do cook a lot of fish. So if you guys want to come over one day, you you're more than welcome. If you want to get away, there. I've seen a couple of your posts about you fishing I mean, nice. and things. It's nice. I I make fun of it, but you know, it, being in such a small like backwoods town over there. Um, but yeah, your goals. You had all these ideas when we talked a couple of months ago. Where have some of these ideas moved forward? Like, so I am speaking. I want to be a speaker. I am a speaker. Hello. Well, I mean, now, now, before you move on, um, now you're doing public speaking in front I of am. people. Now, being on the radio and and talking on a microphone and not seeing your audience is one thing, but you know they're there, but you you don't get a reaction from them. And and I had this problem because a lot of people are like, oh, if you talk on the radio, it's completely different. But it's not because when you're on stage in front of people. You're actually getting a reaction from people. And I can imagine, you know. The some first... people think that that's, some people think it's it would be harder to not get a reaction. But because we've been trained the opposite, mm. I sometimes think it's harder to get a reaction. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it is because the way my brain works, you know, the first time I was like, if they're not, they're not cheering or they're not liking it, I'm going to start freaking out and then I'm going to have to change it up. Uh, but I got over that. I, I really, really did. I mean, did you ever have any problems with that or no? Mm, here's my here's my meter, and I still use this to this day. When I'm writing a story or telling a story, I picture Jim Phillips. <laughs> and if yeah. I can make him laugh, I know it's a good one. Yeah, Jim Jim did not give courtesy laughs. Like, he, he didn't. He, he didn't. Like, but... His laugh, he has, and, and it's hard, I, I, I still remember it, but he had this laugh that it was one of the greatest feelings <laughs> to have in radio. If, if you, you could get him to bust but, out. Laughing, yeah, that, that, that signature laugh of his, that was one of the best feelings, like rewarding. It was, you know, like me and you, we didn't make a lot there. It was better than anything, right? It was. It was. When I used to do the NASCAR report and they would be rolling, I would would just like, and then I would feed off of that because when you hear that, you're like, all right, 
I gotta, I gotta hit the gas on this, and I gotta, I gotta go a little bit further. Yes. And because once you get them going, it, it's, it was, it was so much fun. I thought it was. Yeah, and you, once you got Jim doing that first bust out, then you would, you had that little laugh that you'd go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was, it was a good feeling. I, I think it was. I, I really do. Because, like, like I said, you know. We busted our ass, and yes, we might not have been compensated as much as we would like, but that that stuff, that kind of stuff, really like made it worth it. I I think. What about you? I mean, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I'm telling you, the just being able to work with Jim and the friendship that I built with him, that is worth it in itself. Outside of the Phillips file on the station, who was the one that you had the best? relationship co-worker jack jack oh jack well no, jack is like a brother to outside me. of the phillips file what i'm talking on the mm. other shows because wow. it was weird how all the shows interacted with each other i would say so yesterday i was on tom and dan's show mm. and those are two guys yeah. that i not only respect but i i i have not only used this recently but i've used this over the last decade i think daniel dennis may be one of the most talented people i've ever come across Mm -hmm. and so yesterday when i was on their podcast i actually came home and i i re-listened to it because you know you're in it and you you, miss things you yeah you miss a few things so then then i with jason we re-listened to it and I heard the nuances. I think Tom has become a phenomenal yep. interviewer. Mm-hmm. And with the two of them, the banter that they have together, I think that they are unstoppable. Yeah. Now, my opinion, now you two, like a great, there have been some husband, wife, radio people or entertainers, but I really think you guys could like be big like you and Jason because what? you guys play off of each other very, very well. I, I think. I yeah, think it's you because we're playing footsie in the table. <laughs> yeah, quit kicking me. <laughs> so Jason, what about, like, now tell me, I mean, you don't have to say where, but like, I've really, like, I you've told me, but I talk so much, and my brain is like a shot glass. Like, if you just pour some, it spills over. So if I get too much oh, information. Oh, that's good. Your cup runneth over. Yeah, I, some of the information <laughs> spills out. Plus, I've done a lot of dumb shit in my life. So I think I've had concussions. Maybe CTE, uh, for, like the football players get. Um, what do you do? What have you done uh, for work and stuff? For the past 13 years, I've worked in document security and destruction industry. Wait, so like shredding papers? exactly. But do people use paper anymore, though? You would be shocked. The the problem is is a lot of people aren't shredding everything that they need to shred, and that's where I get to go in and kind of help them get a best program for their business because so many people want to go out and buy a shredder and they want to pay an employee $13 an hour or $10 an hour to stand over a shredder, and uh, you can hire almost any company to come in and outsource that to that mm-hmm. is certified in the in shredding and you'll spend less than that. Why don't why don't they burn it? I mean, they... well, the federal government likes to stick their nose and fingers and everything and one of the things is you have to have a proof of destruction for your day-to-day shred. Uh, so that's okay. it's but the thing is you're never going to get audited. Where does that where does that paper all go after you guys should landfill? No, we recycle 100% of everything we okay. touch. So it's it's we're making a lot of things, cereal boxes, toilet paper rollers, things like that. Do you guys have, like, these super industrial strength, like, shredders? Like, also, I figure that you guys have got top-of-the-line stuff, and I would just want to drop shit in it. To, <laughs> they have to trucks. Shred. They well, have they, the trucks. Yeah, we, and, and I've seen the television shows where you can drop, like, a truck into these big shredders, mm-hmm. that, and it just shoots out pieces of yeah. it back in. But we have um, specialized trucks that will shred hard drives and computer equipment. And then we have 30 trucks that do just paper. And then we have a plant in Sanford that's a $1.1 million just shred facility. And it's all very secure lockdown. And we send out those trucks every day. I think we do 200 tons a week or a month. I know in my early 20s, I could have used you because I had some pretty disgusting stuff on my computer that I looked at. Uh, so we could have easily gotten rid of some good hard drive. Don't judge me. I'm not saying it's like any underage stuff. It was judge. completely legal. It's just stuff you wouldn't want your family or friends to know that you were watching. 
And I, you know, I was afraid. I was really, really afraid about that. Oh, man. I, did I ever tell you guys the story? No, I want to learn more about you, Tuttle. Well, I feel like you've been, you've been asking us all kinds of questions. I'll give, you, I'll give you one that I haven't told a lot of people. I think I've told it on the air once. But um, okay. um, I, I had this weird thing. Like, I was an only child in my boat, and my, when my parents would go away... Every boy, as soon as your parents leave and you learn like the, you know, and you explore yourself, you may be like, it, it's, it's like Jack City for like uh, the hour until your parents get back. And this I is a theme. Yeah, I know. I, men do it all the time. We're disgusting. But my, I was, how I was about a, those man hands? <laughs> I was a baseball player and my dad borrowed this old BHS recorder to be able to, you know, record my pitching so I could go back and look at my technique. Well, for some reason, the way my brain works, I was like, huh, I wonder how I look when I'm taking care of myself. So I filmed myself <laughs> with the VHS, and then I put that VHS in the BCR and took care of myself while watching myself take care of myself. So it's a really sick and twisted thing, but I... The VCR, I was like, I'm not taking any chances, so I burned the VHS tape. <laughs> I, I hit it with a sledgehammer, and I buried it in a five-foot hole. Uh, oh was it the right tape? No, I made sure it was the right tape. <gasps> oh, you're funny. But, yeah, that's a true story. Embarrassing, but... And oh. I just wanted to see. I was like, eh. Well, you know, I wonder what it looks like. I it's know. hot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's some really Buffalo Bill shit from uh, from Silence of the Lambs. I might have well been tucking my penis in between my legs <laughs> and, and saying, I tuck me. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so. Oh, dear. You're never going to have me ever again. You're going to be like, oh, as soon as I leave, you're going to be like, Jason, change the locks. We can move so he doesn't wow. know where we're at. I learned no. the most interesting thing today. You're real, bro. Ah, uh, well, I, it, you know, a, a lot of people, though, I will say, I try to tell them, you know, you know I'm not who I am on there. I, yes, I'm real, but I play it up a lot. Yeah. And and I think that really We has... all, we all do. And that that's another, that was another part of my, my darkness that mm -hmm. I went through is that, you know, we have these identities on the air and then when we come off of the air people think they know us but yeah no they, they don't, don't always know us no I, I i and listen guys if you're listening to this i don't want you to think me and jenna think oh we're famous or whatever we're just regular look radio people people broadcasters they are the rats of the media like we're we're at the bottom <laughs> hell newspapers might be above us um uh so what i'm saying is you know, TikTokers. Yeah, TikTokers are. <laughs> and I lose so much damn time. Like, are sleeping. you are you so into TikToking? Well, right I don't post a lot of stuff, but I get in this vortex right before I go to sleep. Yeah, what is it? And, and I'll be on TikTok and I'll be like, look at this video. And then the next thing I know, I've, I've been looking at it for an hour. And oh. I'm like, holy crap. That really means two hours or three. <laughs> and then you can't shut your brain off. Looking at your cell phone before you go to bed is one of the worst possible things you can do. I know. I know. Sleep hygiene. That yeah. is very, very important, especially oh, when you talk about mental health. Oh, it, it does help. So, well, listen, I think, how long have we been going for? I don't want to do everything. 20 um, minutes. An hour and eight minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to end this because I want to have more stuff to talk about when we come. Uh, if I come this back, if so you want fun. Me. Yeah, we should do this more often. Yeah, we can do it like once a month or whatever. Come on over. Um, now, before we go, tell people how they can find you, where, what okay, you're doing. Okay, so right now, literally, our Facebook page is where where we're most active. And it is facebook.com slash real Jana Shelfer. That's R E A L. Jana, J-A-N-A, Shelfer, S-H-E-L-F-E-R. That's right. And if there's any other media out there, we will post it on Facebook. Yeah. And you can yes. lead off it from there. All right, yes. guys. Thank you for checking out Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share the show. Subscribe to Tuttle's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. Follow Tuttle on all forms of social media at Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. And email the show anytime, Tuttle at gmail.com. Additional imaging and bits provided by CCA Productions. Visit facebook.com slash CCA. 
GTA Productions presents. This has been Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?